Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Build an Iconic Life. I'm Chris Whitehead. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Brandon Green. And I want you to listen in today because we're going to talk about some things that both of us have been in business a very long time. <laughs> and we only extracted our head from our butts a few years ago. And we want you to be able to do that much sooner. So stay tuned. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Welcome to Build an Iconic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whitehead. And this podcast is dedicated to help you build a life with zero regrets by focusing on how you have everything you need to stand up, stand out, and live life on your terms. Let's dive right in. Hey, Brandon, thank you very much for taking the time to come on the podcast today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me, sir. So today is a uh, kind of a sad day and a monumental day for your industry. You own the car audio shop, which means that you're in the low voltage industry. Yes. Um, and we were talking back in the green room a little bit before we started. Um, one of your mentors and the industry's mentors passed away. Is it today? I believe it was last night. I don't have a whole lot of information yet, but yeah, um, we lost a, a long time industry, very, very smart, very um, helpful individual. And, you know, that kind of started us down a track of talking about, you know, you and I both been in business for 25 years. I've been in this industry 25 years. I've been in business myself, uh, 11, 12, something like that. So, yeah. So I've, and that's why I have gray hair and you don't. I'm a little bit older than you. I've actually been in business 25 <laughs> years. Um, and, you know, as we were talking and you were talking and I was just asking you questions about the industry and yeah, how many events do you go to? And it came along that I finally said, you know, um, when did you start going to events? And you said 2018. Uh, that's when I started uh, teaching some classes. I'd been to a few before. Um, uh, once when I was... Uh, with my previous employer before I opened my shop. And then uh, I waited a couple of years after I opened my course, you know, getting started money, all that fun stuff. You know, I didn't want to spend it traveling everywhere. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it took a, it took quite a while to really jump in and really dive into it, so to speak, as opposed to just showing up and kind of walking around with my uh, eyes glazed over and you know, yeah. seeing what I could learn, but not really uh, getting out there and meeting people. You know, for me, I definitely, I started a business before the internet was really a thing. And, you know, I was young, I was 24 years old in a new state, started a business in an industry I didn't really know anything about. So that wasn't really intelligent on a lot of levels. But I didn't know who to network with and I didn't know how to do it. So when I would see these quote unquote events that were in the paper or on a television commercial, that's kind of how they used to show up. Um, I never put myself in the mind space of going, hey, I should go there because it seemed to me like it was a huge ocean. And it's like, why am I going to pay money to go to this event to look at all these things that I don't know if I can buy them or not buy them? I had no concept of the ability to network while I was at events. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it took me a, a long time to really 
grasp that. I mean, some of the events I go to, I mean, we see people that we, you know, are on TV shows or you see in magazines or, you know, it's, I've never been really a, a starstruck type person or whatever, yeah. but still, you know, it's kind of cool. You see these people like, Oh, I seen him on a TV show last night or something like that. And it's, um, it's a little intimidating, you know? So, yeah. um, it's great to be able to go and learn from some of these people and stuff. But then it, if you get a little bit, like we say, you know, uncomfortable and go introduce yourself and talk to them, you know, you realize they're just people too. And uh, now I've got good friends there, you know, that are those people, but um, yeah, it's, it's really tough to get uncomfortable and get out there and see what's going on. If you, if you, if you just haven't done it, you know, it's, there's, there's just no other way to do it except to get your head out of your ass and go do it. Well, I mean, and you know, I'm a testimony for it. You know, number one, you're halfway across the United States from me. I'm in Boston. You're St. Louis. Yes. Right. Um, there's no way we would have met. I'm in the remodeling industry. That's one of my businesses. You're in the car audio industry. I promise you our paths don't ever cross um, unless oh, I'm right. taking my wife's vehicle in to get another radio put in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, because of a networking event, we happened to meet in Texas because we were both looking to raise the bar for ourselves. And you personally have witnessed my growth. Yes. Sir. Um, and I tell people all the time, I was able to accomplish in two years what I couldn't do in 20 by myself. That's how much proper networking and proper mastermind groups and, and like-minded people getting together can benefit you. But that's the key. You got to be willing to put yourself out there and do it. I've, I've witnessed you. I, I saw you when you first showed up. You were kind of stand at the back of the room. You, you know, observe everybody, take it all in. I'm going to take notes, but you kind of kept to yourself, bro. The last event, you know, I was speaking at the last event that I saw you, you stood up at a private dinner in front of the entire room <laughs> and, and got everybody to give us a standing ovation. So, you know, it's by degrees that this thing gets into you and you start understanding what to do with it. And yeah, it costs money, but it's the best money that I have ever spent in business personally absolutely our good friend thomas the one who put on that last event you know uh i met him through the car audio stuff but he's not doing that anymore if there wasn't events and things like that to go to i would have never met him which means i never would have got into the uh other things we were in at the time and would have never met you a lot of other great people that i'm still friends with and as far as i'm concerned will be till the day i die you know so it's um it's worth getting out there. You never know what's going to uh, transpire later, you know, at, at these events and, you know, put yourself out there a little bit. If you were to, if you were to give the audience maybe one to three tips, like, Hey, this should be your expectation when you first start so that they don't put so much pressure on themselves. What would, what would your advice be to people that are just starting to like, Hey man, I want to be a better version of who I am. I want to start networking with like-minded people. I'm going to go take a shot at this, you know, one or two day event. What would you tell them is best practices to do? That's a really good question. Um, I think the first thing is go with no expectations, so to speak, but um, also no matter what you know or don't know, go as if you don't know nothing. So you're willing to learn. 
Um, I think that's been key um, in a lot of the different things I've done, whether it's been on business side stuff or the my industry side stuff or whatever. That um, yeah, I may have heard this information before, but I'm going to pick something else up at this event that I didn't catch before that maybe it was said, maybe it wasn't, I didn't catch it. So go and be willing to learn. Um, also be willing to take the time to go introduce yourself, meet people, um, you know, use that network that you're putting yourself into um, and make it worth your while. I had a really, like you said, when I first, when we first met, I wouldn't really talk to too many people. You know, I knew a couple people there. Um, but I didn't really go and introduce myself until I kind of got a little bit more comfortable and finally it's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm paying this money. I'm doing this stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, why, why ain't I leaning into this group a little bit more? And, and I kind of decided to do that, you know, last year, uh, beginning of 2022, um, which that year was, thank God that one's done. But, <laughs> um, you know, once I did that, I, I really became uh, a lot closer, a lot better friends with like you, for example, you know, mm -hmm. and some, quite a few other people that, you know, actually talked to and spent some time with and um, learned with. And, you know, now I've, I've got a whole network of people I can have on the podcast or I can, you know, I come on yours and things like that, that I think that's, those are two, probably the two biggest things, you know, go and be willing to learn and uh, put yourself out there a little bit, go introduce yourself, say hi to people. I think it's, I think it's key. And, you know, my experience has been is that most people that are taking the time and investing the money to go to an event, they're not the kind of people that are going to bite your head off. They, they're, they're friendly. Most people um, yeah. and the outliers that aren't, you can just excuse yourself and not talk to them anymore because, you know, you do meet weird people every once in a while too. Um, but what, what it made me think about, so you started, you started industry specific events. Yes. Right. What got you to branch out into more like just general networking kind of events, especially that might not like, dude, I met you in Dallas. Yeah. Like I didn't meet you in St. Louis. I didn't meet you in Boston. I met you in a completely different state. There's zero. I didn't come into that network thinking I was going to do anything with New England custom remodeling. Right. What made you as a car audio guy in St. Louis go all the way to Dallas? Where's the benefit there? Networking in a group that doesn't have anything to do that's going to promote making money for you. You said it earlier. Wanted to uh, be a better version of me. Um, simple as that. Um, our, our mutual friend, uh, Thomas, got me, uh, me kind of connected um, and started kind of down that improving myself and the business and stuff like that got headed down that path and, you know, it was just kind of, uh, I don't know, down the rabbit hole, so to speak, <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of went and kept going and wanted to do everything I could to make a business that's going to, you know, last and be able to provide for my family, for my employees, for their families, for, you know, all that stuff that I, I, I was a car audio technician. I don't know shit, you know, when it comes to business. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I know how to solder wires. Yeah. And so I, I learned a lot throughout the years, but having some people that I can learn from that have been there and for lack of a better term, fucked it up before me. You yeah. know? So, so I think that's the biggest thing is I, I just got sick of 
not knowing what I didn't know. That's probably the the best way I can put it. I wanted I wanted to do better, and so I was willing to put out the uh, time and money and go do it. For me, it's um, it's a little bit different of an experience. Um, I just couldn't meet a lot of like-minded people where I live. Almost anywhere I am, I can't meet like-minded people very easily. And I'm somebody that I'm a kind of go-for-it kind of guy. Don't, didn't, can't find them locally. So, you know, I start looking on social media, start following this guy for years. I see he starts making some changes in his life that I agree with. And I go, I'll go check it out. And what ended up happening had nothing to do with the leader of the group. Um, the, tr- the truth is, is our mutual friend, Tom, uh, literally became my coach in that group, literally has become one of my best friends on earth. And I found like-minded people. You're wearing the hat of another one of my best friends, Mark Zalmanoff. Yep. And he's, you know, uh, besides being a joy coach, he's a, he's a 20 some year veteran in the, you know, weightlifting and health space. And I started meeting people that have similar ideals, the same kind of people that go, yeah, man, let's just send it. Yeah, man, let's, let's write a book together. Yeah, man, let's go to Cabo together. Yeah, man, let's go um, create some business and make some things happen. Hey, yeah, let's go talk on some stages together. And I had met people that were willing to talk about it. I hadn't met a lot of people that were willing to be about it. Got it. Yes. And And that's what it did for me more than anything. And that's what's led me to meeting people like you, bro. I'm happy to fly to St. Louis to come see somebody like you. I'm happy to go to Dallas to see somebody like you. It refreshes me because it reminds me I'm not the only weirdo in the world who's going for it and who's, who's working diligently to make my life better. Because anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, if you own a business, you understand suffering. You, there is no way unless the thing was just handed to you and and you don't do anything, you are going to suffer for quite a long time for this thing that you love meeting other people that joyfully suffer through the process that are willing to put one more percent effort into something, not worried about the result that they get, but by who they become in the process. And I literally over the last two and a half years, I've watched you literally become a better version of who you are. Yes. And likewise. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> unlike you, I had 60 pounds to lose. Uh, and I did. I don't think you could lose 60 pounds, maybe in that beard. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually put on about 25 since September. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm going the other direction, but it's yes. good, man. What, um, so how many employees do you have right now? Uh, four, four, you yes. started that business. You said 11 or 12 years ago. Yes. Uh, I mean, January, 2012. So okay, eleven. Eleven. Uh, yep. How many employees did you start with? Uh, me. You. How long did you stay as a solo technician in your own company? Um, it was a few years. Um, always had some help between you know wife and my brother and some things like that. But the main gist of the work, you know, I had to do because I was the one who did it. Um, and it finally got to the point where um, I know Thomas tells a story about getting hurt, you know, and. Basically, that was the end of, of that for him. I, I was lucky enough to have some help, but I did the same thing myself. Um, you know, I've had 
back problems and everything since, you know, the past eight years. That's why I'm trying to do what I do um, and have my guys do stuff now, because if I do it for too much, you know, I'm, I'm laid up on the couch for a day because my back's killing me. Um, I just put myself through that. And so I had to change what I was doing. And so a few years into it, I, I got a, a person here, a person there, they last a little bit and go away. And, um, finally I was able to really hire the first person that I, I, I really wanted to have. Um, and now he's, he's still with me, right-hand guy. And, uh, he basically runs this place when I'm not here. Hell, he runs it when I am here. So, <laughs> What was the transition of going from people that were temporary to somebody who wanted to make a home inside of your company? What what changed? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm, I can't say as a hundred percent, I could put my finger on one thing. I think it was just a few things of, we, we worked really well together. Um, so we wanted to, you know, be here. And we, we also wanted to, you know, go to events and learn and improve and things like that. And just a combination of, of all that, you know, we, we just, I don't know, we just went together. Right. So, and then from there, we just wanted to, you know, kind of keep building and add more people. And um, it, it's gotten to the point where it's almost too much work for them. So we had to add more people, you know, um, and it's just kind of, I don't know, just slowly snowballed into more and more. I know for me, um, there was a lot of transition. Again, I started at 24 and dude in an industry that I knew nothing about, I had four employees the first day. Like that's how crazy I was. And for a long time, Brandon, they were there like to make me money. Right. That's how I looked at them. And then I just kept going through people after people, after people, after people. And I realized that I wasn't being a very good business owner because really my focus was, this is mine. This is for me. Yeah. I didn't see it as a place where people could like stay with me for 10, 20, 30 years. And as I started to change, my focus became more on making sure that the people that worked for me, th their dreams, at least the potential of their dreams being fulfilled could happen because they were with me. Yes. And then I went through a whole iteration of people that said that they wanted to do it. But when it came down to doing it, they didn't actually mean it. And then that's kind of when I believe God kind of stepped out and blessed me. And he's like, all right, I'm going to give you one and I'll see how this works out for you. <laughs> and and, yes. there, and there was a lot of learning things. I mean, there was, it was almost like having a marriage with somebody like you got to talk about the things that you not necessarily just work. And, and they're not necessarily the most comfortable conversations to have, but those core values were aligned. And that's what I just heard you say. You and this person that works for you now, y'all had similar core values, whether you knew it or not at the time. Right. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But that's like being in a good marriage. Like you're going to have trouble with a good marriage, just like you're going to have with a bad marriage. Those core values are the glue that holds it together. And as and, and what has happened for me, because now we have multiple businesses and, you know, 20, 30 people working with us, um, not to mention hundreds of people in New England custom remodeling. What I've noticed is it's the core values that stick everyone together all of the time. And if that's not a fit, it doesn't matter how good of a technician you are. It doesn't matter whether or not you charge me a little bit less money to come do something. The problems still show up and it never lasts. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I was ever since, um, 
getting in and putting core values in, in here and focusing on that a lot more. It has definitely helped us a lot. It helped us, uh, <laughs> I mean, just the little things, solving little problems, you know, it's like, hey, this is, you know, you start here, you know, and um, it's really allowed them to be a little bit more independent, which they like, because then they can take it, solve the problem themselves. And it's good for, you know, for them and for the morale and what they want to do. And, and like you said, it's, you know, our, our job here is to, to take care of them. Yeah. And then their jobs to take care of our clients. So, um, you know, it, it took me a long time to learn that too. Um, I'm, I'm still working on it, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a really tough thing when, if you sit down and think about, it, you know, I, I'm not just responsible for, uh, the doors open in here anymore. You know, I'm responsible for them, make sure they get their paychecks, make sure they're, <laughs> you know, if their kids are fed, make sure everything's done. You know, if, if grandma lives with them, that's my responsibility, you know, I mean, literally. And so it took me a little bit to get that, but also to accept that much responsibility with it. And once I did, it, I think everything's gone a lot better. And they understand that I'm here to, do what I can to help them succeed. And as long as I do that and do my job, then I think we'll do great around here. Yeah. Reciprocity kicks in. You know, I think when people know that you truly care about them, um, especially in a business setting, because that's a newer concept. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when people know they're willing to give the extra, it's not about the paycheck anymore. It's about doing the best quality that we can do for our clients and nothing makes me happier. And I know this is the same for you. If I walk up on a job site and I see that people have vacuumed, if I see people have put the furniture back in the right spot, if they've done these little details, um, bro, I'm not worried about the structure. I'm not worried about the, the warranty. I'm not worried about the issues that could pop up because they were willing to own that job. Yes. And, and especially inside of iconic, you know, we've got 14 business owners that, that work with me and yep. some of them work for me. And it's like, how do you take independent minded people and bring them to a collective? Well, it's the same thing you just said, bro. My job is not for my clients. My job is to make sure that these people have an opportunity that they can see a long-term goal with me. And that's a little note for any of you all that are out there. If you're struggling finding the right people, if you're struggling maintaining the right people and keeping them, uh, you might want to think about asking them what their dreams are. You might want to think about that has nothing to do with your business. So don't wait for the canned response that everybody's going to give you because they want to keep their job. No, no, no. I mean, really, what, what is it that you want? And Brandon, for me, like I think about my right-hand man in New England Custom Remodeling, um, his dream was to own a home. Yep. So you know what? Last year, he got his home. Now, here's what's really brilliant. Because I had been educating him on a lot of different stuff, he didn't buy a single family home for himself. He bought his first multifamily home. And he's got people in it. It's cash flowing for him. And two days ago, bro, this is intense. Two days ago, we sat in this office and what was supposed to be a 20 minute conversation was two hours. This guy, this guy comes from Brazil. So, you know, he's an immigrant. Yes. He told me that last week in an email, 
they told him for 5% down, he qualifies for another home for 600,000 bucks. And just the look on his face, dude. That is awesome. That's what we as leaders are here to do for our people, though. And when they know that we love them and we care about them and that we're willing to get in the trench and do the work with them, bro, the rest of it, it becomes a team, a real team. And it sounds like that's the, that's what you're building um, for people as well inside of your company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what I started this, I don't know, about a year ago, something like that. But um, every week I'll sit down and I have a scheduled meeting with my guys and I ask them, you know, how things are going. Of course, we have the business meeting once a week and all that. But I'll sit down with them and I'll talk to them. It's like, hey, what's going on? You have any problems? What's going on? I don't care if it's business or not. If it's something personal at home, they need to get off their chest. They need to talk to somebody or whatever. That's what that's for. And it allows a lot of um, honest conversation back and forth. And if there's a problem here at the shops, you know, at one of the shops or something, then we deal with that as well. But I think it allows us all to be a little bit more open with each other um, and understand that we're here for each other. And and th that really matters. I um. So I want to keep, so we're, we're, we're about 25 minutes. So I, I want to yeah. give people their commute, but I, I want to, I'm going to give you a little stumper of a question to finish this off. Okay. Last time I saw you in person, dude, you were a little choked up. Okay. Remember? Yes. Okay. What has happened that you're willing to share with well, You're willing, not trying to push you, but what has happened that you're willing to share? Because I believe you're, you were at that moment on the precipice of realizing some really new things, big things for you that are going to unlock the next level for you. And that was kind of comes back to the whole start of this thing. You were so grateful and so appreciative of what, of what and who has shown up in your life. Brother, number one, it's because you've done the work. But I would like you to share with other people that if they're willing to go all in on themselves, that they too can have some realizations like you're having. So whatever you're willing to share about that, that's what I'd like you to share. And then we'll close it up for a day. Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, I've always been a guarded person. Uh, just put it bluntly. Um, you know, I'm not too, uh, obviously, you know, you talked about the first time <laughs> you met me, you know, I'm standing back, watching people, seeing what's going on in the room, things like that. I, I don't know what's, whether it's the way I grew up, whatever it may be, but I'm not very, um, I'm not just going to jump in and open up to people immediately. Mm -hmm. And so for me, been really hard to be um, vulnerable, so to speak, and be, I don't want to use the word honest because I don't think that's quite right. But um, I mean, it's, I was being honest, just not completely open. About yeah. yeah. And so getting around a group of people that I can be a little bit more vulnerable with, you know, um, actually, you know, let some things out and uh, understand people that understand what I'm going through or what I've gone through, you know, like, like you've been through a lot of the same stuff business wise and personal wise, you know, <laughs> stuff. and so, Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> you know, we, we've all been through our shit. So I, I think the biggest thing for me is just getting around some people that I, I can trust, you know, and be vulnerable with and open up my, myself a little bit. And as hard as that is for me, I, I just keep working on it and, Slowly, more and more, I get there.
What do you think are the benefits because of what you've gone through? What do you see as the benefit? Even if you haven't realized it yet, you're starting to smell it. Peace there's a mind. guy on earth that wants to hear, hey, I'm getting more vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> <You> no. <keep> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Why? Why? What, what the hell does vulnerability actually do uh, for you? For me, um, peace of mind um, allows me to get some things off my chest, talk to people. That's where I'm at right now with it. Um, I, I think in the long term, it will help me a lot more with, uh, uh, you know, my relationship with whether my wife, my kids, whatever. I think it's going to help out with, you know, everything. But where I'm at right now, I, I'd say it's still just working on me to um, get my mind right, you know, because my mindset's still a little screwed up. So I'm working on it. Well, I, I think all of us are going to be that way um, well past the grave, but um, <laughs> the, the fact that you can do 1% improvements every day, that's mm -hmm. a key. Um, I will tell you this because I, I've done it too, and I continue to do it even when it scares the absolute shit out of me. Actually, that's when it's the most important for me to do it, like especially with Robin. Mm -hmm. She'll ask me a question. And I already know that one answer leads to she'll not talk about it anymore. And the other answer leads to she's going to start asking even more questions that I don't really want to answer because I don't want to answer them for lots of different reasons. Yes, sir. But leaning into that and telling her the truth and not vomiting out of my mouth when I do it, but just stating it for what it is and being willing to stand there in that authenticity with her, bro, I'm going to tell you something. You see us on social media. That is not a highlight reel, bro. That is literally our lives. Yep. That doesn't mean we don't fight. We Because when we fight, oh, baby, do we fight. <laughs> but, dude, I have a level of intimacy with that woman that I didn't even know it could exist with a woman. I didn't, I didn't know. I could learn to listen like that, understand, hear, find joy all because I was willing to be more vulnerable. Yes. And just like you, probably, when I was vulnerable and I was younger, it didn't work out so well for me. No, not at all. Ever. And so I learned how to put on a pretend face and a pretend shell and tell you what you want to hear. And I found that creeping into my business. I found it creeping into my personal life. I found it creeping. And now that we have children, bro, one of the saddest things on earth is to watch one of your children struggle with something that you already knew that you were struggling with. But yes. You didn't, have, you didn't have the balls to fix it for yourself in front of them. Uh, a thousand percent. Yes, sir. And that's, that's why I'm willing to go in all in on me. If I'm going to be here on social media, if I'm going to do podcasts, if, if I'm going to stand up on stages and preach and teach and all the other stuff that I do to people that are just like you, other business owners, how dare me not live it? How dare me not push myself through it? And the beautiful thing is people just like you and me say, okay, I'll do it if you do it. And we keep doing it together. Whether we win or whether we learn doesn't matter, bro. It becomes a beautiful life because you know you're not doing it alone. And that to me is one of the most empowering ways to live that I have ever experienced. And I thought it was ballsy opening up a business and all that. Nah, dude, this is level 10 compared to that part. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm literally watching you go through it. And I'm proud of you for doing it, bro. I really am. Cause it takes a real fucking man. No, no offense. It does. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. And thank you very much. I 
I know you've been through a lot of stuff as well. And yeah, self-generated. <laughs> most, of most, of, most of our shit is usually self self-inflicted. I would love to be able to blame somebody else, but it just doesn't help me grow. Um, yeah, man. Well, I tell you what, if people wanted to reach out to you, if they wanted to check out your podcast, what, what's your, what's the name of your podcast? The podcast is called Business Cars and Cigars, and we talk a lot of business stuff. Sometimes it's car stuff. Sometimes it's just us sitting there being stupid bullshitting, but it's a lot of fun. And so I, I, if you like this podcast, I think that would be a good one for you to check out as well. Cool. Um, never know if somebody local is listening. So name of your shop again is? It's the car audio shop. Nice and simple to remember. We got two locations here in St. Louis. So we do kind of medium to high end car audio and lighting and remote starts and all that fun extra add on car stuff. And if they wanted to find you on the socials, where is your preferred method of communication? Um, I'm on um, Facebook mainly. Um, Brandon Green. Nice and easy to find. Look for the beard. Um, and then also, the uh, the shops are on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. The Car Eye Shop STL. So that's the easiest way to find me. That's cool, man. Dude, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And um, we're going to post this out here. We'll give everybody the link so they can find you. And, um, bro, we'll have you on again uh, when you're ready to announce some uh, new ventures that you're getting into. Absolutely. I'd uh, like to definitely invite you to come back on my show as well. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm game. I'm game. Awesome. I, love, I love talking to you, man. Well, everybody, I want you to have a great day. I want you to really pay attention to the things that Brandon and I talked about, because if you're in pursuit of excellence, not just making money, if you're in pursuit of having your your health and your family and your faith and your finances all increase and do it with like minded people, whether you do it with us or whether you go somewhere else is not the point. It's the tips that we talked about from being in the trenches right here um, that can really help you get there and get there quickly. And uh, the most important thing is make sure that you align with people of similar core values. And that's why we're talking, bro. Yes, sir. You, you and I are the same kind of people, even though we do different things. And um, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you. And I appreciate you as well. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, man. Everybody, we'll see you in the trenches. Take care. Hey, friend, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to catch future casts. If you really enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it so others can benefit from it as well. I'll see you in the trenches.